if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, where three of us are playing our way through other Halo games in anticipation to the now unfortunately delayed Halo Infinite. I am your Spartan laser wielding ODST, Dave. I am your Craig lover, Blaine. And I am your go left warthog driver, Andrew. Uh, so this week we uh, played through the final three missions of Halo 3 to close up the campaign. Uh, the Covenant, Cortana, and Halo. Before we get uh, going in, guys, overall thoughts of the, the end of of halo how were uh how are these these missions i suppose we should mention too we did decide uh we were going to play the final two cortana and halo all together you can do a three-way co-op and do them on legendary and that was really fun that was so this was the first time i co-opted with you guys at all in the halo games and that was my takeaway it was you know fun playing them co-op because they're definitely definitely built to play co-op yeah no i uh i definitely love the co-op too and um, we'll get into it, but just the amount of like dicking around we did in the final mission, like that reminds me that's like true Halo to me, where it's we're not just beating it to just beat it. It's we're trying to figure out stupid fun things, and I don't know, it, you're laughing the entire time at everything that goes wrong, and you're killing each other for fun because it gets a good you know gets a rise out of the next guy. But yeah, it makes it feel less like homework. because that's honestly man these games kind of feel like homework but i did enjoy spending time playing the game with you guys which thank you it's a nice contrast to like the relatively like there's humor in halo 3 mainly through sergeant johnson on all the halo games but like you know overall it's a relatively serious storyline so it's nice you know (laughs) <laughs> pit maneuvering your buddy's warthog as he flips over and then leave him to die. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good, it was fun to kind of break it up, but yeah. But uh, yeah, so jumping in uh, to the, the first mission of the podcast or the episode is uh, the covenant. So uh, when we finished up the arc, we saw the Sentinels flying away and the prophet of truth is uh, going to fire all the rings. So if you remember, they were all on kind of standby mode and ready for a mode activation at the arc. So not only he's not just going to light a halo ring, he's going to light all of them, which is going to be real, real bad. So at the start of the covenant, um, before you can get to him in the center, uh, the prophet's citadel, there's three towers. Uh, they're kind of powering a defense barrier. So you kind of break up. Uh, so Johnson is going to one. Well, I guess, I guess before we get to the towers, you, you kind of, was it a drop? No, yeah. land in a Pelican. Mm-hmm. And you have to clear the kind of landing area and you get a Spartan laser, which is the final new weapon in Halo 3 and the only time in the campaign. I guess not the only time. The first time the campaign you actually get to use it. What were you guys' thoughts on the Spartan laser? I forgot how incredibly long it takes to charge up before you can fire this thing. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I died a lot trying to use it. Yeah, but. exactly. It, you're, you're right. It, it charges up too long, and then 
I, if you get hit, it zooms you out, and then I swear one time I got hit and it uncharged it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It It's fun for that first little bit, and then you use it, you shoot it five times, because I want to say it uses 20% of the battery each time. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. It takes way too long to charge. Yeah, it, you burn through the ammo way too quickly. It's 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 very effective against turrets and vehicles that aren't moving like the anti-aircraft wraith that's there but trying to use it on anything that is even like slightly moving around it's just frustrating i remember i killed the turrets in the wraith and then i tried to use like my last shot on a brute and he jumped and i just tweaked to try and hit him and i just shot it way off into the sky i was like all right I'm done with this. <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't need to do this anymore. But uh yeah, I was playing this I was playing this mission on my phone. Um I was cuz I was playing I was trying to play with XCloud and holy shit was it hard to hit anything with a Spartan laser <laughs> because it like was it looked like my phone only had 10 pixels on it or it was like a slideshow. So it was like okay I need to charge this up and then go around the rock to and aim quick at something. And it was just like, uh, 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 and then I zoom in and be like, I can't see anything. <laughs> so sounds like a good uh, time. I had a great time with this mission. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, you you drop Spartan laser, you clear out some turrets, and you kill an air wraith tank, and there's a couple more brutes and grunts you got to kind of clear out. And then um, some more pelicans come in, and they drop you mongoose. And I think there's a warthog, which is like a crew transport warthog, I think. There's not any gun on it. So you want to take the mongoose. So I jumped on the mongoose. Guy got on, and the first ghost I saw, they killed me immediately. <laughs> and then I, I don't know why I thought of it, but it puts you back there. And one of the brutes you kill has a fuel rod cannon. And so I went and I picked that up, ran over to the guy who's going to jump on the back of my mongoose, swapped the gun with him so he had the fuel rod, and then had him get on the back. And then the mission became really easy because he has infinite ammo and blows yeah. up everything. So smart. Yeah, you, you kind of drive up into the, the trees, and there's a couple ghosts and little kind of stations of towers. But uh, if you have a fuel rod, you just drive right on through. It's not an issue. Until you get to kind of a clearing, I guess is, at this point, ha, have we are they after the the towers? What? I'm not well, sure. yeah, we're still going still for towers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, at this point, they've split up. So Johnson's going for one, Master Chief's going for yeah. one, and the Arbiter's yeah, going. They for they split up right at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yeah, at, at the beginning of this, the Covenant or you know the Arbiter and the humans are going to light the ring basically and so there's three different towers to activate it um yeah they dave you kind of mentioned a little bit they send sarge after one the arbiter after another and then chief after the third yeah because you have to deactivate the towers you're not light using them to light the ring you're deactivating the towers to get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. prophet of truth who is trying to activate them. that's right okay i can remember the timing of that but yeah you get to like a clearing before you enter this tower and there's a bunch of vehicles. There's ghosts. I think there's some choppers. There's a wraith. This was hard. 
my my guy, I think a chopper killed us right away, and then I got a bad checkpoint after I killed it. And then I kind of struggled in this little opening for a, for a while. Is this yeah. the part where you, you like circle down to like a like a shallow lake bed type thing and you Yep. Yeah. It it was tough for me because I would there's a wraith at the bottom who's shooting at you and if as soon as you get close, then the little wraith like plasma gunner like turret on top of it starts shooting you. Plus there's like a shade turret that's also up on like a hill that's shooting at you. Um and then for whatever reason, as soon as you get close to the wraith, two of the um, like uh, the specter, like covenant warthogs, just come out of nowhere and start chasing you around. Yep. It is very annoying. Yeah, yeah. I I also had a problem with that, and it actually it kind of reminds me of the previous mission um, where it's almost a similar situation where there's like a wraith, and then there's a turret, and then there's ghosts that show up, and I mm-hmm. guess there's specters instead. And it's just it's you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, you, if you try and kill the wraith, the specters come and get you. If you try and bait the specters out, the wraith will tend to lob one shot at you. Right. And then if you try and kill the little guys on the ground, it, I don't know. It's really frustrating. So I don't know if you what you guys did, but I uh, I ghosted past all of them and went down into the tunnel and just ignored <laughs> them after dying about ten times. No, I killed I killed everyone. <laughs> I thought my guy would be perfect at this. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do circles. And you just, you know, I'll just keep doing circles till you've slowly taken out every single thing with the fuel rod. And we'll be fine. But he, right away before we got, before he died, he wouldn't, like, all the big stuff is shooting. And he's trying to, like, shoot a grunt or something. It's like, oh, buddy. Like, just take out the Wraith or, like, any vehicle. What do you, like, don't worry about anyone else. And then I think a chopper ran him over. I think that's how he ended up dying. Yeah, I don't, I think I just, I made my way off to the edge, and then, you know, a specter would kind of chase me, and I kind of broke him up that way. I would kind of get one to come get me, and then once I cleared out those, then I went for the Wraith. I think I got close to the Wraith and ended up boarding it, and that's how I ended up killing it. But mm-hmm. it was... Very challenging. It was fun, but it was it was very very hard. Yeah, so you clear them out. Uh, like Blaine said, there's a tunnel where after you've if you do clear them out, you're completely out of ammo. You're kind of tired, and then there's like another wave of forces that come out of the tunnel, and you're like, "This sucks!" Like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, you, you kind of fight your way through there. Um, you're inside the tower. I don't really think anything super eventful happens. You just kind of fight your way through the tower. You go up a lift, and there's kind of the, a bunch of brutes kind of standing right by the, I guess, control switch for the tower, and you kind of have to clear out that room, which, I don't know, I remember that being harder than it was this time. I kind of just would go back and forth out of cover, and they never really rushed me or grouped together, so I could pretty easily just take them all out one at a time, and then you deactivate the, deactivate the tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes to a cutscene. You see your tower go down, and you can hear Miranda Keys talking. And she, you know, the arbiter should be going. And then his goes down. Like now, it's up to Johnson. And you, you're looking at the third tower, and the beam isn't going down, isn't going down. And then you hear him kind of come over. That I think they need help, or you know, it's, it's not going well. And then is it? This is when the flood comes in, right? Is that when the flood? Not, not oh, yet. No, not no, quite. that's right. No, nope. right. So you, you just you leave your tower. 
you walk, you literally go backwards. This time when you get to the, you help, you get to the shallow lake bed, and there's a mongoose and a warthog again. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I played this, I think the first time, I remember like, there's a bunch of guns too. And so I remember like, okay, what guns am I going to do? I took a real long time. Like, what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to take this one. You get on the back. And then you drive whatever one you pick for, you know, back to the beach. And then they land hornets down. Like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I didn't need any of this stuff. <laughs> I just spent time deciding on. But you get to fly a hornet for the first time. Well, the 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 path, the backtracking back to the hornets was completely unnecessary. And I, you know, I finally realized with this game, it's like, oh yeah, you're not actually supposed to progress forward. You're actually supposed to backtrack through the level. So yeah, you spend, I don't know, a minute or two just driving through hilly valley mm-hmm. that you already drove through once like uh what's what's the point like come on <laughs> yeah where's yeah. the value in that where's the value especially because the pelicans just dropped you like they just dropped you warthogs and mongooses right. and weapons yep. so you could have landed there so why did the hornets right. just land there yeah drive these things that you just flew over to me all the way over to the hornets so you can fly the airplanes or the, i don't know little helicopters uh, yeah, it's just like god dang yeah. it this, anyway, is the, this, this is the one time where I was actually like really annoyed. I, the backtracking has never really gotten to me, except for this one. And it's not that long. It's really not that big of a deal, but it is <laughs> like 45 seconds. It's long enough to go, what the heck's the point? <laughs> I was playing with the volume off, so I had no idea where I was supposed to go. So I like <laughs> went back down in the tunnel. Like, no, there's nothing in here. <laughs> and I went back out and was like, well, I guess I'll just kind of head back the way I came. Yep. And yeah, even like the the audio cues of like, oh, we need to go do this. I was like, I I think they want me to go backwards and I feel like there should be a way to go forward, but knowing that this game is the way it is, yeah, I I am supposed to backtrack at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Ugh. But yeah, then you get to a hornet, which is the first time you get to fly the hornet in the game, and it's really fun. It's uh, yeah. uh Blaine, do you want to describe the hornet? You were talking about it in the last one about how much you liked them. Yeah, no, the the hornet is the equivalent of getting the the Halo Two Scorpion tank for the first time. Like it it is so powerful, and it's how you want it to be and how you want it to work. Uh, is exactly what it does, and so it it has a big ass machine gun, basically the Warthog turret, on the front of it, um, and then it also can shoot missiles, uh, and so it's just badass. It's <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, well, and it's better than I like it way more than a Banshee because a Banshee you have to do like strafing runs, but this you can just hover and then strafe sideways, and it's uh, it's it's really great. <laughs> Andrew, I know you had a little bit of an issue with your uh, your navigating of the Hornet. Yeah. Game fucking just broke. <laughs> I so I I I was I play with the, the 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 default control scheme for for each game, not like because Master Chief Collection is like all of the games in one. So they give you the option to have like you can you can pick your control scheme um to be like a, a default, the same controls for every single game, or 
you can do you can do like individual game control. So for the sake of I don't know realism or whatever you want to call it, I was like authenticity. We'll say I decided that I was going to just pick the default controls for the games when they came out. And for some reason, uh, the Master Chief Collection doesn't let you ascend or descend in the Hornet. Like I guess there's a if you're using any other control scheme, you can use the button that jumps to go up and then there's another button that lets you go down like a helicopter you couldn't ascend or descend with it nope (laughs) (laughs) i didn't figure it out actually there is a way to do it and i couldn't figure it out until uh, i was done with hornets um ascend is hold uh up uh or you know whatever button aims up and after it gets to a certain point, it just starts ascending for you, and then to go to descend, you just look down. What the hell? What? Why? <laughs> Don't know. Oh, so, so my button scheme to go. This is the only complaint I have about the Hornets, but I found it was because of my button scheme, which I apparently have it set to. Um, what was it? Shooter, like left something shooter. So the only way I could go up was to hold A, and. When you're trying to, you have to use the left thumbstick to move, the right thumbstick to kind of aim. So, like, to do that and hold A, you can't really at the same time. So, the only way I could do anything is I would ascend to the height I wanted, and then it was just pure strafing back and forth until it was cleared, and then I would press LB to descend. So, that was my only complaint. I couldn't, the horns didn't quite fly. I knew it was... I didn't put it together that the controls were different until Andrew told me about him not being able to go up and down at all. <laughs> but yeah, it was not as good as I remember because of, but it was because of my layout, apparently. I don't know. Bumper, jump, bumper jumper made sense. LE was go up, and I don't know, maybe X was go down. I forget what it was. Yeah, that would be better. But <laughs> yeah, so you, you fly the Hornet. Um, It's pretty fun. You... You know, there's like anti-aircraft wraiths, there's normal wraiths, there's banshees. Um, You kind of just wreck everyone um, until you get to the third tower. Uh, There's a bunch of brutes on the ground that, for some reason, I remember like previously landing and then fighting them. I was like, well, that's dumb. So I just hovered and missiled them until they were all dead and landed and (laughs) work your way into the building. Um, The Arbiter comes with you this time. I think right away there's some hunters, but you can get like invisibility and kind of go behind them and take them out relatively easily. Um, Do you guys have any problems with the hunters? I mean, it's kind of close quarters, which for hunters can be difficult, but I did. I gave uh, so you have a bunch of elite buddies with you. And so I gave them all brute shots. So it was like mm-hmm. Arbiter and two elite buddies. Um, and they. I don't know what they did. I think they thought meleeing the hunters was going to work or something. Because the first time I played and died, they two of them died, and then Arbiter went and hid in the corner. And so then I was stuck like trying to kill a hunter with I forget what weapon, but I died. And the second time, they were like, oh, maybe we should shoot instead. And they just wrecked house with the, the shots. There you nice. go. I honestly don't remember if I had a hard time with the hunters, so I'm going to assume no. Probably not. But yeah, you, you, so yeah, you fight your way up uh, the tower again. It's the same layout. Take a lift up. Um, 
This time the the group of brutes are a little better because there's a guy with a hammer, which always makes things a little more interesting. Um, but this is where and maybe you can get it before this, but you get the mauler. And this is the first time I had the mauler in the game, which is um, it's like a brute pistol, but it's it's really good. It has like kind of like a rotating drum mag almost that kind of pops in and out. I don't know. I really like the Mauler a lot. I don't know if you guys used it much, but it's like a yeah, it's like a revolver that shoots shotgun shells, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's a really good time, and dual wielding them is is fun. It hits real hard if you're close. Otherwise, yeah. it's kind of pointless. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, you clear it out. You deactivate the final tower. Um, also, I guess. I wouldn't mention Johnson has been captured uh, again. Kind of realize that he gets captured a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh, We lower it down. And then before the uh, shadow of intent, which I think is the um, arbiters buddies ship can, you know, start assaulting the Citadel. The high charity appears. It's super, super flood infested high charity. Emerges from slip space and crashes uh, right through the Shadow of Intent, kind of, or like parts of it go through the Shadow of Intent, which kind of disables it so it can't just blow up the Citadel. And then, kind of, a chunk of it goes flying right through your window, and the flood is here. Mm-hmm. So, you got to fight your way back out of the tower, but this time, you know, there's flood. Um, the Mauler is actually really good for the flood. I enjoyed that. Um, I kind of use that and the hammer because the hammer, it's, it's just so good for the flood. But yeah, you fight your way out. And then I can't exactly remember what happens between here and the, the final kind of two scarab battle area. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, never mind. You, wait, you, wait, you go down to the tower and there's another like they drop a bunch of tanks for you. So you can mm-hmm. get a tank or if you want, but I don't know why you would take anything else. Um, right. You're working your way toward the Citadel. I mean, doing tank stuff, blowing up everything. And then you finally get to right in front of it. There's this big opening and you're working your way down. And then these two Hornets land and you can either decide to take the Hornets or keep going in the tank. Um, I kept, I kept going in the tank mm-hmm. the f- first time, which was a mistake. <laughs> um, and you make your way down and then you see two scarabs drop down at the same time, which is the first time you've actually had to fight two at once. Mm-hmm. This was, this was difficult, but it was just because of annoyances. Like the first time I was driving the tank and I got right. Up, I blew up the first one's legs. I boarded it. And when I blew it up and you have, you know, whatever, 30 seconds or whatever it is to get off it before it blows up. And I got done and I got to the tank and the, other people had driven my tank away. <laughs> Very helpful. Guys, because, you know, there's Marines sitting on it. Right. And so then I never ended up dying. And yeah. then, like, the second time I killed the thing, got in my tank, and then I think I got stepped on. Oh, no, yeah, no, I couldn't kill it. I was trying to get in close, and it stepped on me, and I died. And I'm like, God dang it, this sucks. And so then I got a, uh, went back, and I got a Hornet. I took out the legs. I went and I flew it a little ways away so it wouldn't blow up. And uh, 
blew up the scarab, went back. The dudes had flown away with my hornet. <laughs> you, you mother effers. Uh, Can't win. No, no. I think that actually was the time I ended up winning. Or maybe another one, but I remember I had to go on foot for a little while after the first one until I, I think I stole like a, a ghost or something mm. and then took out the, the final one's legs. But yeah, you blow up the, the scarabs. Um, I don't know. How, how was this for you guys? Did you, I assume it was fairly difficult. It's, it's very, it feels very final fighty, right? What was your guys' two scarab experience? Uh, mine was pretty easy. Um, well, I say easy, but I was driving the Hornet, so I couldn't figure out how to ascend or descend. But I stayed in the Hornet the entire time. You can shoot the scarab and then go around to the backside of them. Uh, when the scarab's down and you can, you know, find, you can basically, uh, you look right at the spot that you need to shoot if you, if you were to hop out of it and you can just blow it up with some rockets and then you don't have to worry about someone stealing your hornet. Um, the hardest part was that there were, uh, pelicans and other hornets also flying around that would run into me. So I had bounce off of them while I was trying to kill the scarab, but yeah, I don't know. It was relatively easy. See, and I remembered that you could do that even I tried doing that. And then I don't know if I could get the angle right, but I think I, don't know, I think the other scarab blew me out of the sky. And I, I don't know. I had a hard time with this. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It does feel very, very final fighty. And this is the point where the mission is starting to feel long. Like it, yeah. felt, like, it felt like this is where it should end. I right? thought it was going to end before this already like right. after after i turned off the third tower or whatever i thought okay this is done and then you get in the scor- scorpion tank and you're like okay i'll kill i'll kill these two scarabs and then i thought it was going to be done and <laughs> yeah. i there's at least one more time after this that i thought this level was going to be done too yeah yeah so you you False ending number two, because yeah, you're right. After you drop the final thing, tower, you're like, it feels this would be a good place to end the mission. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're going to fight a little bit more, which, okay, sure. Fight way out, yeah. So after second ending number two, where the scarabs die, you arbiter lands, um, you get out, and you have to run up. It's a pretty epic moment. There's like a big energy bridge, and you're running up in this huge, you know, into this huge citadel. You work your way in this, you know, huge, huge room, and it's like a quick cutscene where uh, I guess not a quick cutscene, but it goes to a cutscene where you can the prophet of truth starts preaching basically, and he's he's gonna light the rings, and uh, Miranda Keys comes on over the, the speakers and it's like, hey guys, like uh, shit's going down. Where are you at? And they're like, or how close are you? And they go, well, not close enough. And you kind of camera goes up this elevator shoot, and then through this big room with I think it's seven big light rings and it shows the prophet truth and he's kind of making fun of Johnson you know tell him how he's worthless and how he needs him to light the ring though so he doesn't need him for something and Johnson's being you know a smart ass like, like he typically is and then you kind of see in the background this pelican flying around and Miranda Keys flies in to save the day and crashes through this window and like knocking over the brutes 
it's pretty freaking cool, right? And then the next thing you see, this brute's getting up, and you hear just a shotgun blast, and he goes down, and then she's cocking a shotgun, and you know she has a shotgun in one hand and a pistol in the other, and she's trying to hold off these two brutes and the prophet, and um, basically the prophet's like, hey, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. And she's like, okay, well, you're right, but you need us to light the ring. And she, a pretty epic moment, like she's pointing the gun at Johnson. And basically, I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to kill me, and then you can't light the ring because you need a reclaimer. Um, Johnson, in, in true badass form, you know, tells her to do it. But before she can, uh, she gets uh, spikered in the back. And there's like these big spikes sticking out of her. And the prophet of truth has, has killed Miranda Keys in her valiant effort to save the day. Hold up and just say, this is the dumbest, like, <laughs> gonna insert a character just to, to kill them off. Like, so she's shooting people with a shotgun with one hand. Like, when Master Chief shoots people with a shotgun, there's visible recoil. And Master Chief is a thousand-pound cyborg warrior that's seven feet tall. <laughs> and he uses two hands with the shotgun. And she is able to still somehow use the same shotgun one-handed. Does she actually shoot it when it's in one hand, though? Because the first time she shoots it, it's in two. And then she just holds it out like she's going to. But I don't know if she actually shoots it with one. Uh, uh. I mean, Maybe. she's ready. She's ready to. Well, that's yeah, her, that's her game plan. <laughs> the, the gun in the other hand. So I don't know where she gets the other gun. I feel like it made it seem like to me like she shot just with one hand, but also then just pointlessly gets shot in the back. Like I don't know. It just it seems so cheesy. I guess. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks so? No. What the the part that really got me? Because it's supposed to be like this really epic moment, right? Yeah. And the part where it missed for me was when she's pointing the gun at Johnson and like, there's these brutes that are like, they're not that far away from him. Right. And Johnson's, he does, it's not like a monologue, but kind of right. Where he can actually walk toward her and is like, do it. Like you, me, then you do it. And there's like a a decent amount of time where they're just kind of staring at each other and allowed to like move closer that's where I was like, okay, like, Brute, like, just jump on him, right? Or, like, jump on her. And even if she shoots him, she's not going to be able to shoot herself. Like, I don't know. That's where I, I, <laughs> that's kind of what you're saying. Got a little cheesy over the top. Right. Yeah. Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she dies. Uh, doesn't work out. Um Brute grabs Johnson, Prophet Troop drops the gun. He's like, okay, well, that was fun little distraction. <laughs> Back to what we were doing. Makes Johnson push in the index, and all the rings are lighting up. You're working your way back out, and you can see all the seven rings lighting, and you're back of the little elevator chute, and Master Chief and the Arbiter have gotten to the top, but they're still a long ways away. So you, you got to fight your way down the tunnel. Um, this actually, I remember this being a lot harder. I just kind of walked my way down. If you uh, jump through the rings, I don't know if you guys remember this. If you jump through the rings in a particular order, uh, who cares? In a musical scale that may, plays the Halo sound, Ooh. you get the last skull of the game. Skull watch. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. I did not remember the order, but I remember doing it once. Jesus. But yeah, you you fair way down. You get there, and there's another cutscene where you know you're stopping the prophet, and he's kind of. 
yelling at you guys. And he's like, I'm truth, the voice of the prophet or voice of the covenant. And the arbiter's like, yeah, but you must be silenced. And it stabs him in the back and kind of finishes arbiter's quest, right? For revenge. Mm-hmm. You stop the rings. Everything's looking cool. Um, oh, forgot to mention. Right before you start going down the hallway, uh, these two big flood guys drop in front of you. And they're yeah. like, hey, don't shoot. We got to go kill this dude. Otherwise, we're both screwed. So, like, enemy my enemy kind of deal. And it's pretty cool. Like, when you start out, all the little flood popcorn guys are running at your feet, but they're going forward because you're on the same team. And these big old um, pure forms of them are kind of lumbering through and that actually that's why it's not too bad because they just kind of wreck house on everything and kind of clear a path for you guys. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, I like that part where finally the flood are on your team. And so they get to be your meat shield and mm-hmm. you just kind of see them relentlessly keep attacking the enemy. I don't know. It was a kind of satisfying. Yeah, because any any enemy that you kill, they just take over and become more flood. It's very fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you get you get another glimpse of how powerful they are when they're on your side. <laughs> they just keep absorbing more and more people. But so after you kill Truth and you stop the ring, well, Flood is no longer your boys anymore because they did <laughs> you did what they wanted to. And then they, uh, you got to fight your way out and you back down the tunnel. But now all of those brutes that they just took over are flood guys. Mm-hmm. And so backtrack. Yeah, backtrack your way down against the flood. Um, Arbiter's really good because he's a sword and he just wrecks everything. Um, he definitely died for me, though, which I forgot can happen. But <laughs> he just died and he was gone. Like, oh man. And then maybe five seconds went by, and then he was just I heard him yelling and he's a little farther forward and he just apparently comes back. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps going. But yeah, you, you fight your way back, you jump down a little chute, and then you're finally at the final cutscene of the very, very long mission. You see little flickers of Cortana walking down this hallway. Uh, you follow her, you get to kind of a viewing platform, opens up, and this big semi-built halo ring comes kind of ascending out of the clouds. And Cortana's like, I figured it out. This is the way we kill the flood once and for all. You're going to use this ring. And your 343 Guilty Spark Chungus is there, and he's like, yeah, that's the replacement ring to replace the first one that you blew up in Halo 1, but it's not it's clearly not complete yet. But should be good enough to fire and so that is now your game plan. You fully switch to you are going to light this Halo ring, which is really cool. Like it's full circle. You've tried to stop it, tried to stop it. Okay, well now we're going to light one of these off cuz you're far enough away from, you know, the Milky Way galaxy. Um, they made several points to you know that you know you're way out in the middle of nowhere where this is just gonna wreck the ark and all the flood and the grave mine that's there and it won't hurt Earth. So right. yeah, that's the that's the covenant. Uh it's a really, really long mission, but it is really fun, but it, it should be, I think, two different missions. It it gets feeling long by the end of it. 
Yeah, it's it's a really long mission. I I liked it for the most part. Yeah, especially the Hornet part, the killing the Banshees and the the Specters. No, uh, Phantoms. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, when well, it has a very big sense of, even though it's not the last mission, there's a lot of like finality, right? Because there's the whole epic fight with the Scarabs, then you kill the Prophet of Truth from finding the rings who you've been chasing, you know, since the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's wrapping up things, and, and it is very satisfying, I think, how they, they wrap stuff up, other than Miranda Keys kind of dying somewhat pointlessly. Um, yeah. I mean, she did, I guess she just temporarily delayed things, but yeah, it is very satisfying. But yeah, that's the mission. So then the next mission, the uh, Cortana, it's called, this is the one we played together. Um, so I think we can all speak to this one, but being that we played on Legendary and co-op, I have no idea what the story is. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, <laughs> go ahead, <Dave>. yes. <laughs> so the whole idea, right? So the, the covenant ends, or yeah, you see uh, the Halo ring come out and you're going to light it, and Cortana makes a comment, something like, you know, I'm a thief, but I keep what I steal, or, or something like that. And basically, it's hinting at, um, you, well, you need to get Cortana to fire the ring. And you know the last time you left her was at the end of Halo 2 on High Charity, so you have to get onto High Charity to get Cortana. That's your, the whole point of the mission is just to retrieve her because you need her, you don't if you, I mean, you think about it for, you know, five seconds, you can put it together, why you need her, but you need her for something to light Halo. And so you go onto High Charity, which has had an entire Halo campaign to get all floody. And so it's completely like flooded out yeah it's infested with with flood all together but yeah that's what you're that's the goal of the mission and throughout the entire mission um you are both being assaulted psychologically by cortana and the grave mind and they're both shouting things that you don't really understand what it is. I don't know. Maybe she sat down and really paid attention and really listened and maybe even like read through the the transcript of what they're saying. You could kind of make sense of it. But basically, Cortana is just recounting her creation and what she's done with you. And Gravemind is all, I'm going to kill you. I'm the bad guy. Right? That's, that's the long yeah. and short of it. Yeah, Cortana's kind of like seems like she's almost kind of losing her mind. Um, yeah. She's definitely spent way too much time with the grave mind. Right. Right. But yeah, that's yeah, that's the long and short of it. They yell at you a lot while you're progressing through the mission. But the the mission itself um also it's unfortunate that you're going through doors, um but the doors are quite literally sphincters. Heck yeah! Um, it just you're just running through buttholes constantly <laughs> in this mission. Um, and combat was fine. They they kind of introduced some verticality. There are the the pure forms that kind of switch between a ranged form, a stalker form, and a tank form. And the the ranged forms they can like stick to the wall and shoot you from above. And playing on a legendary, those guys hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we wiped a couple times just because. You know, one of us, or I don't know, we'd all get out into an open spot a little bit, and the 
just two of them would like gun us down entirely. Yeah, this this one is really tough. And we, I mean, I remember trying to do this by yourself on Legendary, and it's it's one of the hardest missions in any of the games. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we did it all three of us together because it made it. I don't know, somewhat easier. Because as long as we didn't all three die, you know, you could spawn back and, I don't know, treat it like a multiplayer game, right? Like run forward, kill what you can, respawn. Run forward, kill what you can, respawn. That's really what it felt like <laughs> to me because that's kind of what we had to do to get through it. Because then we started killing each other. At least Andrew and I did. Um, yes. A couple oh, yeah. times. Andrew was throwing <laughs> plies of grenades at us when he was running behind. Yep. <laughs> yep. Eventually you get to Cortana. And you basically kind of the, the line is the Master Chief gets up to her and says, you know, you know me when I make a promise. And that's a throwback to Halo 2 of don't don't make a promise that you can't keep or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then she gives you the activation index, you know, because she she held on to it from the first Halo. And then kind of another famous quote from Master Chief in, you know. Hey, we're gonna backtrack again. He says, "Thought I'd try shooting my way out, mix things up a little." Yeah, just because that's that's what Master Chief always does. <laughs> I enjoy that a lot. I know yeah. it's kind of cheesy, but I don't know. Yeah. I I really like that. <laughs> yep. And then kind of a throwback to Halo, the original Halo. She says, "Just keep your head down. There's two of us in here now. Remember?" And I distinctly remember hearing that quote in Halo. I can't exactly remember where, but. I think it's right when he, right when you get the gun right away in the in the pillar of autumn. Yeah, I think you're right. When you put her in your brain. Yep. You backtrack. Uh, um, boy, you basically we just sprinted for the exit. Well, uh, you gotta like blow up high charity. Oh yeah. Okay. There's a little mini reactor room with three cables you have to shoot. I don't know. That was such a weird. I was not paying attention at all. I think no. I was trying to kill you guys. <laughs> Definitely. The whole time. Right. But it was it was weirdly like empty in that room. And it's probably a case of just we were playing on legendary well, we're playing co-op or whatever. And so we were effectively killing all the flood as they entered the room. But yeah, it's like I kind of took my time and blew up the reactors and was like, oh okay, was that that was it? Alright, I guess that was it. And then then we started booking for the exit. Um, right. Because again, we blew up the reactor room. In the exit is the entrance, so mm-hmm. it's just backtrack and back out. Yep. I, I don't think you actually do. You actually blow up high charity. I mean, you're like killing the. I, I think you're just doing it to hurt the grave mine. Because then when you fly away, it doesn't like big explosion kill high charity, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's. True. It does. It says the Pelican barely escapes from a massive explosion caused by the reactor going critical as high charities finally destroyed. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. This was like the first time in the cutscenes that it, it didn't look like it was um it was it was rendered. Uh it looked like it was like a, a pre drawn background or whatever. Yeah. It sticks out really weirdly, but yeah. Yeah, so it was confusing to go back the way that we came because 
I kept getting lost and we kept killing each other. So I had like no idea what was going, where I was supposed to be going. And I followed Blaine for a little bit when I should have been following Dave. Yeah. Dave this game every other week. Yeah, um, I knew I knew exactly how to get out. And then I got like way ahead of you guys and I was almost out. And then I died and yeah. I go back. But instead of spawning with Blaine, who is kind of in between us, I go all the way back to Andrew. and <laughs> He keeps killing me. So Blaine, Blaine left us behind. <laughs> yep, yep. We were the elites anyway, so Blaine yeah. got to be Master Chief. That was right. really funny. I am the Master Chief. Yeah, but that's that's the uh, that's the level. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot to it. Um, no. And again, it's the problem of not understanding what it, what's actually going on is exacerbated by us playing co-op just because we're dicking around and making jokes the entire time. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. At the same time, I don't really think there was a lot to it. It's very repetitive, right? It's just, it's pretty much high charity is super flooded out, and you got to get Cortana. So you're just fighting your way through, you know, flood, I don't know, innards is kind of what it looks like. Um, Until you get her, and then you got to get out. So yeah, it's, I don't know, it's not super short. It's not really long, but it's. I don't know. It's just the same thing until you until you get her. Yep. And it's fun though. I don't hate it. I mean, it's not like I don't dread it like the library, where which is you know much more repetitive. But <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, blow pie charity flying off, and you got Cortana with the activation index. You are gonna light this newly built, not quite finished Halo. And uh, yeah, Andrew, take it away. Sure. So this is the last mission of the Halo trilogy. Um, what everything's building up towards. Um, so you're in your Pelican and you kind of crash land on the 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 unfinished Halo ring, and you're trying to get to the control room this time to uh, activate the ring to shoot it off. And the the goal here is to start the ring and then jump back through the portal back to Earth and escape before you know you get blown up so it's uh, what's funny is like at the beginning of or during the missions they've got you know like subtitles that show up in the bottom and this one is called full circle which is great because (laughs) you're you're on i mean it's just circles in halo and then (laughs) it says assault on the control room and you literally like you, you crash land in a snowy area and you're trying to go to the control room to activate a halo ring, which is you've come full circle. So you're oh, Jesus. I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot to this one either, because, I, well, I mean, there is. But like, I cannot remember it like what actually happens. But uh, the grave mind is still like yelling at you and you're having to fight flood on your way to a uh, control room. And it's like it's very much like the previous control rooms from um, like Halo One. Uh, well, Halo Two doesn't have a control room in the snow, but yeah. So like in in Halo One, uh, the control room at the end of Assault on the Control Room is sort of like a pyramid built into a cliffside that you have to kind of walk up uh, these winding pathways on the side of it. Um, and and in that game you're killing um elites and drones yeah yeah and this and you actually you get a you get a banshee in halo one you can avoid all of it but in this one you gotta go do it and um there's there's still sentinels uh that are kind of helping you out killing the flood all the way to the top 
343 Guilty Spark is jazzed, right? Because you're like, hey, bud, we're going to light up this Halo ring. And he's like, finally, asshole. I've been trying to do this for three games. But he's super excited because you're bros and you're finally doing what he wants. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So then you get up to the top of the tower and you need to open up this giant door similar to Halo 1. But for some reason, 343 Guilty Spark is taking his time to open it. And then Johnson is shows up and he says that he's um, he'll cover you at the top of the tower. And 343 Guilty Spark is trying to open up the door. And you're having to shoot off waves and waves of flood. And it just, I don't know, it's, it was pretty pretty hectic, even for the three of us. Because I don't think they, they up the amount of enemies, even though you're playing co-op. But yeah. it seemed like there was uh, there was a lot going on. Um, well, it didn't help that we found a skull right at the beginning of the mission. Okay. Damn right, and, we did. Yeah, and and Blaine was just going to see how far he could carry it. And I told Blaine that he had to get that skull off the Halo rig. And yeah. so essentially the three of us became two of us, and Blaine punching people when he could. <laughs> hey, I was punching real good. You were. <laughs> you were. You were. Mm-hmm. So... This is super hectic. I, was, I thought the same thing because you know, three people, it's just waves and waves and waves. And you think and, and the waves of enemies last about twice as long as you kind of think they will. But yeah, Johnson's like providing cover fire with a Spartan laser, which is pretty cool. So every once in a while, just this red blast comes in. Hmm. Uh, it is a fun fight, but it's, it's very hectic. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, event eventually 343 Guilty Spark opens up the door, and you, you basically run into the control room, and because all the rings are exactly the same, it's it's basically like the control room in, in Halo 1. Uh, big, wide-open area, you know, cool readout of, like, the, the ring itself is kind of floating there, and you you walk up to the control panel, and you're gonna put Cortana in in the in the control panel, and three four three Guilty Spark is kind of floating around, and um, Johnson takes the the chip from you and is walking up to the the panel, and then you know three four three Guilty Spark's great, uh, you know we we're almost done building this ring, then we can launch it, and Johnson's like, nope, we're gonna fire it now, and then. 343 Guilty Spark gets real pissed because he's like, well, but if we fire it before it's done, it'll destroy the Ark. Which is, like, that's his home. And Johnson's like, I do not care. And then 343 Guilty Spark gets real pissed and turns red and shoots Johnson in the back and basically kills Johnson. Which is, like, at, at the time when that happened, I was so pissed because yep. <laughs> Johnson is the best character in this game, and he just gets killed by like Chungus, the worst character in the, the game. Worst. Yeah, like why is this guy still here? By the floating light bulb. Yeah, and when did he like become lethal at any point? Yeah, so <laughs> it's just stupid. So well, you've you've pissed off three four three Guilty Spark a number of times in the other games, yeah. and he's never turned red and shot anyone with like this powerful beam. Right. So he definitely learned some new tricks apparently by being on the arc. Yeah. <laughs> Which is BS. Like he shouldn't have a gun. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So then he, um, 
so you, you run over to Johnson and you pick up the uh, his Spartan laser, and um, God, there's you you then you then have to uh, fight three four three guilty spark. So basically, you I don't know I this was it was what what happened here? Oh yeah, I had died, <laughs> so I no, wasn't no. In, I wasn't even in the fight. Yeah, because I killed you right before we went into the final room because Andrew had been killing us the whole time. I yeah. threw a plasma <laughs> grenade on Andrew before I went through the final door. Yeah. And it went to the cutscene, and then you were on the other side, or you were waiting to respawn, but you I couldn't respawn because you guys were in combat. <laughs> yep. And I was uh, trying to punch uh, 343, but he has like a little propellant shield something that kept pushing me back. And eventually he realized that I was just standing there, and he just blasted me once, and I died. So it was yeah. up to Dave to, to save our souls. Well, there's really, I mean, only one of you can get the Spartan laser anyway. And so I was the closest. Well, Andrew wasn't there. And uh, <laughs> I was the closest one, so I got it. And then he's supposed, it, the fight is supposed to be challenging because the Spartan laser takes forever to charge. And he's this little ball that's floating around. Right. And so it's hard to kind of get a beat on him right when the laser actually shoots off. But. <laughs> I don't know if it was because he was looking at you or what was going on. If the game just glitched, he did not move. He Ooh. just sat in one place, and I just charged up my laser and shot him. And you shoot him three times, and he blows up. So this was—I remember this being harder, and it's just because it's hard to hit anything with the Spartan laser. But yeah, this was not. This was just three charge ups. So it took you know about fifteen minutes, and blew him up. Apparently, at one point, if you as you're fighting him, if you've hit him twice, he'll he changes his like dialogue in it. He one time he he shouts, "My precious!" Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to protect his ring. Yeah, it's kind of nice. interesting there. Uh, yeah, so you kill three four three guilty spark. You and then there's a cutscene where Master Chief goes over to uh to Sergeant Johnson and is like, "Let's get you out of here." And then Johnson says, "No, <laughs> I don't know why." So and then he just dies. Because he's dead. Uh, yeah, he just says, you know, don't don't ever lose Cortana again. And then he dies. Well, he says, send me out with a bang. Sure, exactly. So Johnson dies uh, very unceremoniously. Uh, maybe ceremoniously. Uh, anyway, so you take Cortana over to the uh, to the control panel and you start the 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 just or you start the uh, the halo ring the activation sequence and then she hops back into your little chip you plug the chip back into your brain and then um shit starts popping off the, the basically whole like starts falling apart it yeah. cannot handle this <laughs> right because yeah because the halo ring is not complete it's starting to just like fall apart and and all this stuff well that sucks um. I was just reading because there's like alternate dialogue. If you have the I would have been your daddy skull. And I guess that one of them, the arbiter says, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Chief um, yeah. So you go out back out the way you came. And instead of heading down the, uh, the, the pyramid, you kind of walk along the cliff side uh, at you know, near the top shooting, shooting some, uh, flood and some sentinels uh, and then eventually you you go inside of the cliffs and you come out of this tunnel and there are two warthogs and it's just like the end 
of Halo 1, where you have to drive a warthog and escape the uh, the Halo ring before it blows up. Kind of while it's blowing up. <laughs> well, you try to escape before it blows up. Like right, right. It activates, but right. it's all falling apart. Right. So this one is interesting because you're you're basically driving your warthog on these like unfinished panels of of Halo ring. And what's really cool is like it's all like scaffolding and things. And then like if you take too long to to navigate the the sort of exploding um, path that's like falling apart as you as you're doing it, it'll it'll just like the bottom will fall out and then you'll die. So it's instead of having a like an actual just like timer clock that sits in the corner and is counting down and you can see exactly how long you have. It's more of like if you take too long, your your like racetrack is going to fall apart and you'll die. So I I prefer that than having like an actual clock just like with a timer. Yeah, it's very, very smart how they did it that way, because it's still. It's, I mean, it's very much sense of urgency. Like, like you know, you got to get going. But yeah, it's nicer than having a little, a little ticker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as you're going, you, um, you, you know, Cortana's just basically telling you, "Oh my God, everything's falling apart. It's thirty percent done, fifty percent charged, seventy percent charged, eighty percent, ninety percent," and then you like, you, you're, you could see the forward onto Don. And you can see it, and you are going to ramp your warthog into the back of the ship and like punch it and get out of there. So you do eventually, you do jump and land in the hangar. Um, and then, of course, I don't know why they they try to like raise the stakes a bit, but like you land in there, uh, the the warthog flips, and then there's a tank inside of there that's like sliding towards the arbiter who like jumps out of the way, and then freaking I don't know, Master Chief. Yeah, Arbor like goes to run, I think, to get to the controls in the front of the yeah. ship. And then Master Chief plugs in Cortana at a panel because she can start. Like, I mean, she can basically fly the thing. Right. So it's it's weird that they do separate because like the Arbiter doesn't need to do anything. But yeah, so the Arbiter runs to the front of the ship and uh, Master Chief's hanging out in the back. And then the Ford on Don starts running towards the or running towards flying towards the portal and a warthog the loose warthog that you that you drove in like flies out the back uh of the door that you just jumped through and it hits uh master chief on its way out and then oh god you know master chief basically is like holding on to like the tailgate of a of a spaceship <laughs> as it's trying to fly through a portal and the halo is blowing up behind him and then it's sort of like you know cortana says if we don't make it master chief says we'll make it and then it like fades to black well actually that's not true the halo blows up and then it fades to black <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's and that's the end yep yep we spent what? so much time fucking around and at this at the part driving around. We had a race. Yep. Uh, we found multiple uh, uh, warthogs. I kept well, trying to like take <laughs> left turns when clearly you're supposed to take a right turn, but they're like, they're, they're obviously they wanted you to go left. <laughs> well, then at one point, 
we when we stopped racing and it was okay we're all gonna go or i don't remember it was initially it was like okay one person try it you know you try and i was actually gonna make it i think i had a warthog and i was gonna win the race because you guys hadn't made it that was it and then blaine <laughs> restarts back to checkpoint as i'm about to, to ramp it it's like god damn oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a lot of fun. it was real fun racing though because yeah like you said if you if you take too long the world just falls away but if, so if one person on front they start that sequence so if you're too far behind the world just falls out from around you <laughs> this is a ton of fun it, it was a lot of fun and i'm glad they they kept with the the halo or the the warthog warthog run at the end um and i was actually watching a video on halo 2 and apparently there was supposed to be a warthog run on that at the end of that um but they cut it due to time constraints um so that would have been interesting i don't know there's probably youtube videos out there but yeah i i think it's a good way to end the game yeah yeah and then there's there's one final final cutscene that we should we should just wrap it up and it's um you they're back on earth and there's a, a memorial like a war memorial um, where Lord Hood is is speaking, and he says, "For us, the storm has passed; the war is over. But let us not forget those who journeyed into the howling dark and did not return, for their decision required courage beyond measure, sacrifice, and unshakable conviction that their fight, our fight, was elsewhere." So, yeah, they're kind of talking about, you know, obviously Master Chief there, uh, the Arbiter is there too and lord hood kind of after you know the the um you know 21 gun salute um and everybody leaves uh, the arbiter kind of walks up to lord hood and lord hood says you know i remember how this war started what your kind did to mine i can't forgive you but you have my thanks and uh they they remark how it's hard to believe that master chief is dead and um then the Arbiter gets back onto uh, his buddy's ship, and they're just talking like, man, what are we going to do without the profits? And uh said, well, it does not matter. Let's go home. And uh, yeah, so the Arbiter gets to go home for like the first time in whenever. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's cool too that when, you know, Lord Hillard and him are talking, when he says, you know, it's hard to believe that he's dead. I, I like the comment that the Arbiter says, because he, he quietly says, were it so easy? And he, like, kind of, you know, it, there's a little bit of doubt, right? At least the mm-hmm. Arbiter thinks. Um, but, yeah, it is cool, because when, you, when you're panning away from the memorial, you know, it shows pictures of, like, Johnson and Keyes and other soldiers, and then kind of scratch next to it is 117, which is Master Chief's number. Um, and yeah, like it fades to black and you see the number. And I remember like thinking, did they actually like, he didn't make it like, I, it's not long until the cutscene continues, but for just that little bit, like they did not kill the master chief. I was very upset momentarily. I don't know if you actually thought he was dead or not, but I, I did. I bought in for, you know, whatever until the next part starts. Uh, yeah, totally. Faded to black, and I was like, oh, well, 
I thought it was a fitting end, but then there's the second part of the epilogue, the epilogue's epilogue, <laughs> where it's just a conversation between Chief and Cortana, where Cort, you know, Master Chief asks what happened. Cortana's not really sure when the Halo fired, blew up the arc, and the portal closed on itself. Um, so the front half of the ship made it through, but the back half where they were at did not make it. When she says they made it through just as it collapsed, because so, we kind of talked because they had to get through a little bit, and so it's like, I guess there's I don't know, you have to like, get all the way through the portal, because they got far enough away from the arc, so like, you know, they didn't die in the halo blast, but they didn't make it all the way through with the Arbiter, so they're kind of they're lost in space, they're somewhere, and no one knows. Mm-hmm. So then <laughs> what's funny is uh, Cortana is just like talking about like, yeah, well, you did it. You got Prophet of Truth, Covenant, the Flood. It's all over. And while while she's talking about this, Master Chief is just walking over to the cryo sleep tubes and <laughs> getting inside of it and like basically flipping all the switches to turn himself to go to sleep. And uh, Master Chief is like, yep, it's done. Cortana says, you know, I'll set off a distress beacon or whatever, but it'll be a while before anyone finds us. Master Chief is like, yep. (laughs) Wake me when you need me. And then the door shuts. (laughs) Yeah, like she even makes a comment like, yeah, it's going to be a while before anyone sees us. Years even. Crowd door closes. Cortana, I'll miss you. Wake me when you need me. And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> she's like I mean do you want to like play some cards do you want to chill I have been you know trapped in the grave mine for a while you don't want to talk about it he's just pure 100% soldier like alright job's done freeze me wake me up when I gotta shoot stuff again <laughs> like god dang it <laughs> he is definitely more robot than Cortana is Cortana uh, is is more more human than Master Chief is yep yep absolutely yeah, and then the the legendary only, so yeah, fades to black, and then there's like a real quick kind of third thing where you see the back half of the ship where they're at drifting toward a um, a planet, kind of towards an unknown, mysterious planet, and that you know is kind of hinting at Halo Four. Maybe maybe this isn't all over. That's the only that's a legendary only cutscene, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's. That's Halo 3. Final thoughts before we close out the episode of the podcast. I'll, I'll kind of start it off. I, I think this one is the first Halo game that is solid the whole way through. You know, mm. One, I think, falls off at the library. There's other missions that I you know, kind of forgotten. But like, um, I remember its name. The second to last mission. Um, Cortana. No, no, sorry. In Halo One, it's forgettable. Um, obviously, I can't remember the name. Halo Two kind of falls off near the end. Now, granted, this is a shorter. There's less missions in this one, but I, I think Halo Three is the first one where it really holds up, and it's just all the missions are fun and solid the entire way through. I really enjoy it. I like the way it ends. I think the it very, like you said, full circle wraps everything up very very nicely honestly i mean i'm glad they as much as i'm not a super huge fan of four and five 
they could have ended the games here and it would have been a nice, neat little bow. Um, and it kind of all wrapped up well, but I thoroughly enjoyed it the whole way through, but what are your final thoughts on halo three campaign? Oh, um, well, I think that, I don't know. It's good. I can't really add much more than what you said. It yeah. was, it was, uh, it definitely was the, the first time that it was like a, a, gr- a good game start to finish. Uh, some of the levels drug on a little bit long and maybe that's how they managed to accomplish it because if they would have split the levels up, it, it would have been some forgettable levels in there, but it is, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a good game. And maybe it's like it does. It is these games are are starting to feel like homework now because we're doing the podcast. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like revisiting these games. They it, they get worse every time I play them. <laughs> uh, that's not been my experience at all. I've thoroughly enjoyed replaying them. It's. It is interesting. It does kind of feel like homework with the podcast because, you know, I we need to finish this in this much time. But at the same time, it, it does slow you down. Um, I guess I'm not sure how much more I would play in a night, but, you know, I end up playing the my, you know, my quote unquote missions to pretty soon after we record and then I have to wait a week. Um, whereas if I was playing it by myself, I would probably play, you know, some every day and get through them quicker but i kind of like that slows slows me down you can think about a little more but i i'm i'm really enjoying the what we're doing and replaying them but i also like going back and playing old games more than you do so that's that's not surprising to me that i'm enjoying this more than more than you do i think the story of halo 3 is the worst one yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean there there really isn't much uh it's just wrapping up, right? It's putting a bow on the story, so... Right. I mean, yeah, if you just kind of take it uh, each on their own, Halo, you know, sets up lots of wonder, you're fighting for your life, and it's it's great. Uh, probably the best story, I think, of all of them. Halo 2 uh, continues that. You know, you meet up with the Arbiter, and you kind of have two intertwining stories, and gives you a lot more depth that there's this inner war going on explains why the covenant are the way they are you know and gives you kind of a goal to stop them and then yeah halo 3 you're right it just kind of wraps it up but doesn't necessarily add anything you know it doesn't you're you're on earth which is cool i guess but even then it doesn't feel like earth um if that makes sense you know it doesn't feel familiar it doesn't seem like this is a a street that I'm running down that people are here. You know, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. There's, it's just absent of humans altogether, but it, it just kind of, it seemed more video gamey than the other two and more just arcadey of, Hey, you know, like when you first fight the scarab, like it's literally a Tony Hawk's skate park, like just going to give you mongooses and do the thing. And it's a lot of fun, but it just didn't doesn't make sense, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I like the game and the gunplay is very good, but it and maybe I'm just getting burned out. Like like Andrew saying it's homework. Uh, but yeah, to me the story is just kind of weak compared to the other two. I don't know what else they would add 
you know, because they don't. They don't add anything. The whole the whole point of it is, you know, finish the fight, and that's the whole way through it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we have to get truth. Okay, now he's digging. Now we got to go get to here so we can get to truth. Okay, we have to get the city so we can get to truth. Okay, now go through the arc. Now stop him. Now, you know, end it. And I just don't know what else they would add. You know, they kind of painted themselves into that. Because it's it'd be it would be I think it'd be bad if like I don't know while you're doing this some other kind of side story popped up if they tried to add anything I don't know what they would add right because it it right. feels like it would be like well don't I need to like be stopping the big bad guy from doing the big bad thing why am I doing this you know whatever it would be mm-hmm. um I guess I didn't think feel that way about Earth I thought Earth felt like Earth especially with like the the one where there's construction workers running around. I thought that was a cool addition because it's the first time you're, you're fighting and it's not either aliens or Marines. It's, you know, these worker guys. Sure. But in like Halo two, when you first land in new Mombasa or whatever, like those were city streets and then you're going through a highway and it's like, this is familiar. This is like, this looks human. Um, whereas all of the, the terrain that you, you know, traverse, even though it's supposed to be on earth, well, most of it, it, it doesn't feel like it, you know? Yeah, that's true. The crow's nest does. The military base feels very human. Sure. But even, yeah, even fighting up to like Sierra 117, you're in the jungle, but yeah, it doesn't feel, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Game shit. Delete it. <laughs> uh, but so what are we doing next week? So yeah, we're with that being wrapped up. Um, well, at least the campaign. Uh, we're going to play through uh, Halo Three multiplayer, which I'm really looking forward to. And then uh, we haven't figured out quite timing yet, but then we're also going to play through Halo Three ODST mm-hmm. and probably do some firefight because that was a game. The only good thing about that game was that they introduced firefight. So we'll. Uh, Probably be two episodes with that, but yeah, that's kind of what we're gonna do do next. So, thanks again for listening and playing your way through Halo Three campaign with us. Um, if you don't own ODST and you're thinking, "Man, I should go buy that so I can keep following along with this podcast," you're good. Don't don't worry. Don't. We'll just tell you what happens in ODST. You don't need to buy that game. <laughs> I hope nobody's been buying these games. Get that Master Chief Collection. That's true. You should just buy the, or yeah, get the Master Chief Collection on Game Pass. That's what we're doing. But uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with some Halo 3 multiplayer. Have a good one. Bye, Craig. Bye.